Did you know that less than 10% of people who start writing a novel actually finish a first draft? We'll discuss this and other interesting facts about writing with paranormal romance and urban fantasy author Melissa Searcha on this episode of The Curious Professor. I'm Dr. B. Welcome to the Curious Professor podcast, where I take listeners on a journey of discovery to explore the people, places, artifacts, and natural wonders that spark my curiosity. On this episode of the Curious Professor podcast, we'll explore the story behind the stories with award-winning author Melissa Searcha. But first, a trivia question. What percentage of Americans say they want to write a book? I'll have the answer for you at the end of this episode. I'm thrilled to have Melissa Searcha on the show today. Melissa is an award-winning urban fantasy and paranormal romance author with a passion for philosophy, mythology, and all things supernatural. She is the author of the Blood and Darkness series, the Beautiful Dark Beast series, and Immortal Billionaire series. Melissa lives in California with her man and her cat. When she's not building dark fantasy worlds and slaying demons, you can find her in the kitchen cooking with a glass of wine in her hand. When I learned about Melissa's interesting portfolio of work, my curiosity was immediately piqued and I wanted to learn more. I hope this interview with Melissa will spark your curiosity too. Welcome to the show, Melissa. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So what's the most important thing I should know about you? Oh, um, great question. I, I'm an author. <laughs> I, uh, I write urban fantasy and paranormal romance. And you've stated you have a passion for philosophy, mythology, and all things supernatural. How did that passion come about? Um, I think that's been sort of festering for a long time, ever since I was a, a kid. I've loved you know, fairy tales, of course, growing up as a young girl. And, um, and then, you know, just in school, learning about Greek mythology. And, and then as I got older, taking college courses, got really into philosophy as well, and just love the whole sort of abstract, you know, concept of, of it all. And what fairy tale did you like the best when you were a kid? Cinderella. Yeah, that was uh, probably when I was a kid, probably my favorite, just the whole idea of, you know, the prince and the the mystery and all of that. Yeah. And now that I'm older, um, I'm really, uh, I just, I love Alice in Wonderland, actually. Alice in Wonderland is one of my favorites too. That tale appeals to me as well. And through the looking glass, of course. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a great one. Absolutely. So I'm curious to know what the difference is between urban fantasy and paranormal romance. Yeah. So urban fantasy is fantasy that's set in a modern setting. Could be, you know, a town that you live in um, that you assume is normal. And there's this veil of magic and supernatural creatures around. So it sort of blends those two. And then the romance tends to take a backseat on that. I mean, there is romance, but the main plot is usually the quest or, you know, whatever the main character is after. Whereas paranormal romance is similar in that respect of it being modern, but it can also be historical paranormal. But the main plot would be the romance. And you can't have the story without that romance. 
So which do you prefer writing or are there certain times when you, the, maybe the story lends itself more to urban fantasy or tell me how you decide, oh, this is going to be urban fantasy or this will be paranormal romance? That's such a great question. Um, it's hard to decide. I think it just depends on like what mood I'm in. Um, it has to do with what I'm, what's inspiring me at the time as well. Um, I love writing both. And, and a lot of times the characters will dictate it as well as I develop characters. And I think, okay, is this going to be a story about something that the character has to go through? Or is this a story about um, a romance and a relationship? Right now, I'm really, really loving writing romance. I've just, I've gotten really into it. So that's what I've been focusing on lately. And tell us about your Immortal Billionaires series. Yeah, I'm really excited about this series. I started it last year in the beginning of the pandemic. So it is four books so far with a fifth one coming. And it is about four different couples, five different couples. And But there is an underlying plot arc that goes through each book. So while each one's sort of a standalone as far as like that relationship gets the, the happily ever after, there is sort of this like simmering plot structure that's going on. So yeah, I've written four. The fourth one is coming out October 5th. So depending on when this airs, It'll either be out or on its way. And it's set in New York City which is one of my favorite cities to visit. And there's just different characters. So I've got vampires, werewolves, incubus. It's very steamy, very adult. Just FYI for anyone listening, please be 18 and over. And then the human women that they fall in love with. So they're very alpha and they're all billionaires. And I just really love that that genre. And so I've had a blast writing it as well. And what do you think makes this series unique or special? Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely put my own little twists on things um, as far as, you know, my vampire origin stories or, or any of my supernatural creatures. I definitely do a, a little bit of a different origin story for them. The other thing is I like to add my own, you know, culture. The first book, After I Fall, I made the main male character Italian, so I'm Italian. And, um, and so I loved putting in those like different Italian words. And then I also grew up in the hospitality industry. So I really wanted to incorporate food into my books and make that sort of a fun, almost like the foreplay in itself, you know, like the dinners and the and the yummy food items that they're experiencing. So yeah, I just wanted to put my own personal touches on those to kind of make them stand out a little. And I'm curious to know why you decided to focus a series on immortal billionaires. Where did that idea come from? Well, I had just finished up a series with City L Press, which is more of an urban fantasy, which is in magic and quests. And I had just finished edits on that. So I was waiting for that release and the pandemic hit and I had a lot of time on my hands as everyone did. And I was watching a lot of Netflix as we did. (laughs) And I watched a movie called 365 Days, which is a sort of mafia kidnapping romance. And I thought as I was watching it, wouldn't this be kind of a cool concept? But what if they were vampires? You know, what if there was supernatural? I want to put, I want to make like everybody a vampire. It's just my thing. (laughs) So that's when the seed was planted. And of course, my plot is totally different than that movie, but that just sort of inspired me. And yeah, I started thinking about Raven and Ozzy, the two main characters. And I thought it was just going to be maybe one book, maybe two. And then as soon as I wrote it, I got the idea for the next couple and then the third and the fourth. And here I am plotting the fifth one now. (laughs) So are these 
couples related to each other in any way or how do the books connect with each other? Yeah. So the first three books, so we have Ozzy, Lux, and Cassius, and they're part of a group that they call themselves the Sons of the Fallen. And so it's a vampire, a werewolf, and an incubus. And then the fourth book is Kate, and he's sort of this rogue member. He was part of their group at one point. He did some things that, you know, that didn't sit well with them. So they kind of threw him out of the group and he kind of kind of becomes the villain of the series. And then book four is his story. And then all the ladies in the book are connected by the same town. They're both from a small town called Maplewood. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but with each book, you're kind of, why do these sons of the fallen keep falling for women that are from this same small town that no one's heard of? So it's kind of fun. It, It puts the mystery in the books as well. And what do you find most challenging about writing novels? Uh, time, <laughs> just finding the time when I'm not like having to do the dishes or, you know, um, I also co-host a podcast as well. And so, yeah, that's my biggest struggle is juggling the time. And then when I do get the time, allowing myself to fully immerse myself in the process and not be distracted, you know, by, by the laundry that's on the floor or, you know, that's really a huge, huge challenge. With the writing itself, the only challenges are if I don't have my plot fully fleshed out, I will get stuck a lot. So I'm a huge outliner. I love love, love plotting and doing detailed outlines. That way, when I sit to write that first draft, I'm not like sitting there going, okay, what happens next? <laughs> and what do you love most about writing novels? Oh my gosh. Just that the opportunity to just explore, you know, my imagination is very vivid. And I, you know, I've been writing stories since I was a kid and being able to formulate that and put it into a fully fledged novel is, is really magical. You know, it's like you have these, it's almost like it's happening outside of yourself, like an out-of-body experience. And I really love taking other people on a journey. You know, books were so important to me growing up. I was a little bit of a shy kid and I would just sit in my room for hours reading. So to be able to, you know, give that to someone else that's looking for that escape from reality and from the the struggles that we all deal with today, I just, I really love doing that. So as much as I write for myself, I, I write for my readers. And do you have any tips for people who would like to write a novel, but aren't sure where to start? Yeah, that was me <laughs> in the beginning. I had no clue what I was doing. What I did was I started just jotting things down and it doesn't matter if it makes any sense. You know, if you have scenes or bits of dialogue coming to you, keep a folder, jot them down. Don't worry about actually what what's going to happen at the end of it. And then in the meantime, study that craft. So I bought craft books and took workshops and joined the writing community on Twitter and just started talking to people and asking questions. And don't be afraid. There's no question that's going to be considered dumb or anything like that. Like everyone is so supportive in that community. And Facebook too, there's some great, great groups on there. But yeah, just take your time, but learn the craft. It's really, really important. And read, read a lot because if you are wanting to write romance, and read romance novels and see how they're structured, you know, learn what the different beats are in that plot structure. And then just write that first draft because you you can't edit a blank page. (laughs) Yeah, great advice. Do you see yourself writing in other genres? Possibly. Well, the different variations. I do. I love steampunk. So I would love to do, you know, Victorian steampunk romance at some point, monster smut, you know, stuff like that. I love, I do like sci-fi. I don't feel like I know enough about it to write it at this point. That would be another thing I would definitely study and read more sci-fi books. But the ones I've read in the past, I absolutely love them. I love watching, you know, shows about space travel. That would probably be pretty far off. But no, I think for the most part right now, I'll be 
I'm just sticking with paranormal romance and be doing some more urban fantasy. And then the just different subgenres that come along with that, like reverse harem and bully and, you know, second chance and the billionaire romance uh, genre as well. So I'm, I'm having a lot of fun writing that. And do you see yourself writing main characters who are a bit more mature? Yeah, definitely. I think that, well, my, I want to write something contemporary, actually, that's dark, dark romance, but doesn't have any supernatural creatures in it. And most of my characters are, I don't write young adult. I don't write teenagers just because I'm 42. So I feel like I don't want to really write younger characters. Never say never, you, you know, you never know. But, but my characters always tend to be in the sort of 25 to 35 range. And then, of course, you know, when they're a vampire, they're like thousands of years old and <laughs> centuries. <laughs> right. That's yeah. a great point. Your vampires could be hundreds of years yeah. old. <laughs> Ancient. <laughs> if you're having a dinner party, what three mm. writers, living or dead, would you most want to invite? Oh, my gosh. Only three. <laughs> There's so many. Probably Hunter S. Thompson, just because... I mean, why not, right? <laughs> He's so funny. Definitely Charlotte Bronte, uh, one of my favorite writers of all time. And uh, Anne Rice. Of course, Anne Rice. Yeah, yeah, I got to ask her about those vampires. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I like your dinner party. I hope I'll get an invitation. Thanks. You are, yes, definitely. definitely come. <laughs> Thank you. So what are you reading right now that you're excited about? Oh my gosh, I have definitely stumbled down the dark romance genre thanks to a uh, book talk on TikTok. And uh, right now I'm reading Neon Gods by Katie Roberts. And it is a Hades and Persephone retelling. Very dark, very steamy. And I am literally, I was literally reading it up until we got on the air. I was like, oh, I can't put it down. So yeah, I'm literally obsessed with it right now. And then I'm also reading The Zodiac Academy by Caroline Peckham. And that is a bully romance set in a fae magical academy. The characters are a little bit younger, but I do like how she writes them older. It's definitely not a young adult romance. There's plenty of steam in it, but I love the, her magic systems and her world building. So yeah, that's the, the two main books I'm like drooling over right now. <laughs> And what are you binging on on Netflix? Actually, in Netflix right now, I'm kind of in this holding pattern. I'm waiting for several of my shows to come back, mainly The Last Kingdom uh, with Alexander Draymond, which is the those uh, it's based on a series of books about you know Vikings. And so I'm waiting for that to come back on. And there's a dark comedy I like with Christina Applegate called Dead to Me. So yeah, I feel like there's this like hiatus right now. And all of my my favorite shows are just like be either being filmed or in post-production. And so I've just been reading more because there's like really nothing I want to watch. <laughs> yes, I'm waiting patiently for Dead to Me to start again. I love that show. So fantastic. And I love yeah. her. Um, I feel like she's such a great actress. But that show, the writing on that show, oh my goodness, I'm so envious of their, their little quippy like one-liners <laughs> I agree I love that love the writing and love the show and the characters everything about it to me was working really well yeah absolutely and I was surprised that they were able to keep it going another season because sometimes with like plots like that you know it's kind of a one and done limited series but they just like amped it up even more in the second series I agree yeah so what's ahead for you what projects are you working on so I've got book five, which is called After I Obey in the Immortal Billionaire series. That one I will start plotting. I'm taking like a week or two off just to relax because <laughs> I had a very grueling schedule this year. But um, I'll be plotting that and starting to write that probably by middle of October. And and then after that, I'm plotting some new series. I have a spinoff series idea for it, which is like completely separate, but just set in the same world, same uh, rules and things like that. And then I have an idea for standalone that I'm going to start 
plotting as well, which is going to be a, just a contemporary, very dark kind of psychological romance. Well, we'll look forward to those. Thank you. Coming projects. <laughs> and is, uh, yeah. <laughs> is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about you or your work? Well, you, you can find me on all social media platforms if you'd like to, you know, take a look and see what I have on my website and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And now I'm on TikTok, which has been really fun. I'm learning about that. Felt like a little fish out of water when I got on there, but that's really nice community as well. But yeah, I love engaging with people. I love anyone needs advice about writing, things like that. Like definitely feel free to reach out to me. And then I also co-host Spoiler Country podcast, which is a comic book and pop culture podcast. And we, we interview everyone from, you know, actors, and comic book creators and comedians, musicians. So that's a lot of fun too. And how long have you been podcasting? Uh, it'll be uh, officially a year, I think this month, actually. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm having a blast doing it. Yeah, I'm falling in love with podcasting. I think it's a wonderful form of media. I love being a podcaster and I love listening to podcasts. Yeah, me too. How long have you been doing it? It's eight months for me now. Oh, awesome good. That's so fun. Yeah, it's like really addicting once you get into it and you get to meet so many cool and interesting people. Yeah, that's what I love most about it. Meeting fantastic people. Everyone who I've had on the show so far has been wonderful. Oh, awesome. That's so much fun. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell us before we end? No, just thank you so much for having me on. I love any chance I get to talk about just books in general and pop culture. And I just I love it. I can chat about it all day. (laughs) It was great to have you on the show, Melissa. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Curious Professor podcast. Thank Thank you. And now for the answer to this episode's trivia question. What percentage of Americans say they want to write a book? A study by the Michigan-based publisher Jenkins Group revealed that 80% of Americans say they want to write a book. We'll end the show with something punny. What building has the most stories? A library. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Curious Professor podcast. If there's a person, place, artifact, or natural wonder that has sparked your curiosity and you'd like for me to feature it on the show, please let me know. My website is thecuriousprofessorpodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe to the Curious Professor podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to become part of my community of curiosity seekers, be sure to visit my website, thecuriousprofessorpodcast.com, and join Dr. B's Hive. Until next time, always be learning and be curious with Dr. B.